Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Grace Church of Ocala Sermon Podcast. We are equipping disciples who make disciples in Ocala, Florida. What follows is an audio recording from our Christmas Eve worship gathering, and we hope that you will find it encouraging, challenging, and helpful. If you have any questions or would like more information about Grace Church of Ocala, please visit our home on the web, ocalagrace.org. Well, good evening, church. Wow, what a night. I am so excited uh, to be able to open God's Word and be able to celebrate what our new neighbor is. We've been looking through that from Genesis to Revelation. And tonight we're going to study Emmanuel, uh, our new neighbor who moves right in, who is right there when the times are tough. And when you think about tough times, who is that one person in your life that you can think of that's been close to you? Who's that one person that you can call at 2 in the morning across time zones? Who is that one time in your life that you can think of, wow, I drove 12 hours one way to go see? Or you just spent time with them when they needed to, and you were there. Or they were there for you. It's incredibly important to know that God answers that question for us tonight. He came. He was there. The name Emmanuel originates a long time ago in a land land far, far away. I don't know if you've heard that recently. (laughs) When a prophecy is given to Ahaz, the king of Judah, the messenger of this prophecy is Isaiah. Now Isaiah, a long time ago, begins his spiritual service after he gets a glimpse, a look at the throne room of God. The Lord is sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. The hem of his robe fills the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each of these majestic angels stand with six wings, calling out to each other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. As they sing, literally the foundations of the temple shake, and the room is filled with smoke. Isaiah's response to this encounter with God would be like ours. I'm a goner. I'm completely lost. He yells out, woe is me. I have used my lips incorrectly and I exist in a broken world that does the same. My eyes have literally seen the king, the God, the Lord of angel armies, the Lord of hosts. God sends an angel to cleanse his lips with a burning coal and takes his guilt and sin away. Then God asks a question. To the room, he says, who are we going to send? Who will go out for us? And Isaiah at this point says, I'll go, I'll go. After accepting his mission, God then tells Isaiah to whom he will go. This is a people who keep on hearing, but do not understand. This is a people who can see, but cannot perceive. Years later, God will call Isaiah to go to one man in particular, one king, one person, and that person is King Ahaz. The Bible paints a nasty picture of King Ahaz, the king who did not know, who did not do what was right in the eyes of his Lord. His God. 
There's a few things that the Bible records for us about King Ahaz, the person to whom Isaiah was to go. This guy offered up his own children as human sacrifices. This is the same guy who made a wartime agreement with the king of Assyria who will eventually take his very own kindred, Israel, into captivity. He buys an evil alliance with this king of Assyria with the very gold and precious gems that are in God's temple. And to take it one step further, he goes and wants to meet this king, so he makes a direct copy of the king of Assyria's cult sacrificial system. And he brings it back to Judah, and he brings it into God's temple, and he rearranges the furniture. This cat was not the best of guys. So if you got the phone call at 2 in the morning and God says, I want you to go talk to somebody, and then the person that you had to go talk to was King Ahaz, what would your immediate thought be? Oh, I don't want to go. You're checking for static. Can you hear me now? But God calls Isaiah to this job from his throne room and with God's presence easily declared to him with Isaiah's own eyes. He says, who will go? And he throws his hand up and says, I'll go, I'll go. And then after that, God says, here's your mission if you so choose to accept it. And Isaiah does. But King Ahaz is just like the rest of us. He has hard times. And Isaiah chapter 7 his precious little country of Judah is on the verge of being annihilated by two armies. These two armies have gathered together to take on this little dinky Judah. And when this news spreads through this little country, what do you think their hearts did? God's Word records it that their hearts sank. Outnumbered terribly. It's a tough time being the king of Judah. So Isaiah is called to go at this special time to go talk to the king of Judah, King Ahaz. The time's about 735 B.C., or in our minds, it's about 2,750 years ago. In the face of certain death and destruction, Isaiah comes to King Ahaz with these words. Be careful. Be quiet. Do not fear. Do not let your heart think. And here's, you need a sign for this. This is going to be a huge deal. How are we going to know that this is true? And God asks Ahaz through Isaiah, hey, you want to see a sign? He's like, well, I'm not so sure. And Isaiah comes to him and says, here's your sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. It's in this rich history that the word comes from. Here's a king that's evil who hasn't... Man, if we were going to rank up rulers that have done horrible stuff, King Ahaz is right up there. And Isaiah is sent to go, with, go to him with this message of do not fear. Do not let your heart sink. For God is with us. God is with his people, the country of Judah. So God's with Ahaz. God comes to Ahaz and says, hey, don't fear. This is the same cat that said, hey, I'm going to sacrifice both my children. 
This is the same guy who makes an evil alliance with a nation that's eventually going to take Israel into captivity. This is the same guy who buys this alliance with the gold and precious gems from God's own temple. And to top it all off, this is the guy who imports other gods into God's own temple. Rearranges the furniture. If there was ever a cat that ever ran away from God, it had to be King Ahaz. And this is the person that God comes to and says, I want to be with you. Turn in your Bibles now to Matthew chapter 1. We'll see Isaiah's prophecy come true. Matthew 1, and we'll pick up in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear. Do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22. And this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Mary, probably a teenager, an unwed mother. That's a pretty rough spot. Joseph, a young man of virtue and obedience, gets a special message. Just like Isaiah, when God sends a messenger or an angel, there is no doubt about it. Stay with her, Joe. This virgin conception is a miraculous work of the Holy Spirit. Just like Isaiah, here's your directive. Mary is going to have a boy, and I want you to name him Jesus. Just like Isaiah, there's a message. In verse 21, Jesus will save his people from their sins. If Emmanuel is going to show up in the time of King Ahaz when sins are abounding and fruitful and all over the place and they've abandoned God and ran away from God, God does the only work that God can do is reach in there and say, I want to be with you. Here's a hard time with these young couple. And there's the same message. I want to be right in there. The very promise of rescue in hard times to people who have run hard away from God, just like the people of Judah, just like King Ahaz, God rescues people. Get this, based not on how good they are or how bad they are. Did you hear me? This great story of this isn't just how bad Ahaz is. Because the same God comes to Mary and Joseph. And says, I want to be with my people. He wants to dwell with his people in order to reconcile himself with his people. He gives time and time again that he says, I want to dwell with you. I want to be your new neighbor. He comes with a mission. Jesus came with a mission of reconciliation and hope. 
He came with a mission that would lead him to the cross, to his resurrection, and to his promised return that we eagerly expect someday. Tonight, the very same message that God gave King Ahaz in the face of our struggles in this world, making meaning out of our chaos, finding purpose for our lives, and service for all of eternity, are found in the refreshing words God spoke 2,750 years ago to King Ahaz. Be careful. Be quiet. Don't fear. Don't let your heart be faint. Why? Because you're cool and you're tough? You got your act together. Maybe you're virtuous like Mary tonight. Maybe you're a good dude like Job. Or maybe you're as rotten as King Ahaz. It's the same God of the universe that reaches out to every single one of them. The story is bridged by those two, all those characters through the term Emmanuel. And Isaiah, the great prophet, wasn't all that good to start with because when he sees the face of God, what does he respond with? Woe is me! If you're standing next to a giant, the best thing to do is stand taller, I guess. So as you meet this God of the universe tonight who wants to dwell with you, who wants to be your new neighbor, where do you reside? Is there hope? Is there a part in your heart that says, I can be quiet. I don't have to fear. I don't have to let my heart be faint. Why? Because of Emmanuel. God with us. Because God came. To, we celebrate this on this night. I want to be with you, God says. Have you ever met the God of the universe that says, I want to meet you exactly wherever you are? You don't have to go get a shower first to meet me. I'm running headlong into life to meet you. I want to be with you today, tomorrow, and then on into eternity. Because following Jesus is a matter of accepting Him as your Lord and Savior based upon what He did at the cross for your sins, but also the ability to be able to follow Him in this life when times are tough. King Ahaz rejected it. His ending was not good. You are at the brink of this tonight. You have your connection cards right there. We would love to hear from you and say, because I met God tonight, here's what I choose to do. Are you willing to embrace the God, Emmanuel, who came into being, who turned in his heavenly robes for human baby skin on a direct mission to a cross? But that isn't the end of the story. He rose from the grave victorious. And guess what? The story isn't done. He said, I am coming back to make all things new. Are you going to be there? Will you go with us as we follow the God who is with us? Let's pray. Thanks again for listening. If you have any questions or would like more information about Grace Church of Ocala or the sermon you just heard, please visit our home on the web, ocalagrace.org.